Thank you for tuning in to Wove Inspiration Podcast with host Althea Richardson. Wove stands for Women of Vision and Excellence, and the mission is to inspire, encourage, and uplift women and the men who love them to becoming all they were predestined to be. And it starts with restoration. With no memory of his childhood till the age of 12, John had no conscious way of overcome the unknown pain in his past. When his adult life crumbled around him, he finally reached out for professional help, both emotionally and spiritually. Over the next 10 years, this inner work led John to places he and his counselor would never have expected. He is also the author of Broken and Redeemed, Finding Freedom Through Complete Surrender. John, thank you so much for being on the show today. You th- I thank you for having me. I th- I'm looking forward to it. So, John, can you give the audience just a little bit mm-hmm. more about yourself and what you do? Yeah, uh, currently I'm a director of fitness at a private golf course up here in the Northwest. And, and prior to that, I owned my own fitness business for personal training. I have a master's in physical education from Ohio University. I was a PE teacher and football coach for 17 years and, and then wanted to get out of that. And I went into the personal training business. And I've been doing that for quite some time. Uh, in let's see, about three years ago, I entered uh, Faith Seminary to uh, work on a master's in theology, and I'm eight hours shy. I had to stop schooling because I had my own gym, and I was working at the golf club. And, and with a master's program, there was no time to sit and read and research and write. So um, <laughs> yeah. I'll go back and finish that uh, after the book gets going and everything like that. And my life kind of slows down a little bit. So I'm a native. I, I was raised up here in the Northwest. Uh, I joined the Marine Corps uh, about five years after high school. And then I went into college. And so I've traveled across the globe and the country quite a few times. Um, and then I came back up here in 20. 20- 2008 because my mom was real sick and uh, I wanted to come home before she passed and you know I uh, luckily I did because she or excuse me I came out in 05 she passed in 08 so so it was good that I came home so so So, although you talk about it in your book what Mm -hmm. truly prompted you to write this book uh my counselor she she in one session in 2014 she told me i just should write a book and i laughed at her and because you know my stories and i tell this story all the time my story's not unique there's people that have been down the same path i've been there's been people that have had worse paths but it is my story so when she told me that i kind of laughed at her and 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 i started telling some friends about that and and i shared some of the story and they're like yeah john you need to write a book well the problem is i have dyslexia um, I'm a PE major and I flunked English in high school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, but I graduated from college cum laude cause I did apply myself a little better. So, um, but that being said, you know, I'm not a writer. I never pictured myself as a writer. So I sought out a friend that, w- that worked at the church I was attending and she had written some books. And so she agreed to help me kind of outline it. And I started formatting it back in 2014, but you know, five, five, six months into that, I didn't feel like I could finish the book. And so it sat on the shelf until February of last year. And, and one morning I do a, I do a daily post on my social media. I call it my daily bread and it's a scripture verse from my studies or something like that. And I started doing series. And so I was in the word promise. And so I was posting every verse in the Bible that had the word promise or some kind of form of promise. Mm-hmm. And that morning, Hebrews ten thirty six came and it says, when you're doing the will of God, you need to persevere so that you can receive what's promised. And, and then an hour later, 
I'm in the gym doing cardio and I'm reading out of AJ Swoboda's first book, Messy. He's talking about writing his book and doing the will of God. And he said, no one told me if anybody would read my book or buy the book. It just, they just told me I had to write it. And I went, okay, I get the picture. That's the spirit telling me I need to finish this book. Yeah. And I will, and, and this is the crazy thing. I finished it in four weeks. Wow. So it was a complete, I committed to writing two hours a day. Um, I was going on vacation to Florida, to the Gulf of Mexico. So pretty inspirational sunrise over the Gulf of Mexico, two hours in the morning writing. So I continued when I came home and the book was done in four weeks. And, and then by the grace of God, my spiritual mentor connected me with uh, Arlen, my editor. Um, she was a, she, not only does she does editing, but she's a scout for Morgan James Publishing. So as we edited the book, when we got it ready, we submitted it to Morgan James. And, and in September, they accepted me. And, and that's just been this, that's been the start of this blessing. And it's just, it's very humbling because they take about 30, 35 faith-based faith -based books a year. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, just to get that acceptance letter was, was very humbling. So. Wow. That's amazing. Yep. And, yep. and so now I've, I've started <laughs> writing my story as well. And mm -hmm. I know for me, it was very difficult to remember some of the things that I went through. So during mm -hmm. your journey of writing, what was the experience like for you? Well, as it said, on the, as you read, you know, I don't have much memory up until 12. Um, and, and, you know, I worked with my counselor trying to do some memory recovery and it got really, for lack of better terms, it got very demonically spiritual and, and it just, we quit doing that work. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Christine said that, you know, finding out what happened to me during those years is, would probably be way more traumatic than not knowing. Um, so writing about my childhood wasn't really tough. The tough part for me was writing about the results of that trauma, you know, and, and the shame and the guilt that it, that it caused me. And then the behavior that, it, that I had because of that affecting others when I didn't really even know about it back then. Um, because, you know, as you become a Christian, you start examining your heart and your inside and you look back and you go, wow, I, you know, I did some did some things that hurt a lot of people. And so that was yeah. the hard part about the book is trying to not open up any more wounds, um, but just let the reader know that, yes, I did make some mistakes. And, and you know, I've, I've sought out forgiveness for most of those. And, and you know, it's it, so that was the for me, the toughest part of the book. But it is a self-examination. And I talk about that in the book because you have to have that self-examination to get the, the true freedom of a relationship with with Jesus. And uh, if you don't, then, then the veil's blocking you so. mm -hmm. yeah and what god has for you yep as far as the level that he wants to take you to is going to really be yep. hindered because of the fact yep. that you don't want to surrender some of the things that you've experienced as well so yeah. let's talk so, about that word surrender what does that mean yes ma'am well for me it was a, it was control because because yeah. you know from age 12 i controlled my life i did whatever i wanted i did what i needed to do to survive and it carried through my adult you know, my adulthood until till the November 20th in 2016, when I gave up that surrender, because I, I tried to control everything, even in my early walk as a Christian, you know, I tried to tell God what to do, <laughs> you know, and, and people would say, John, it's God's timing. And I'm like, no, I want John's timing. He needs to hurry up, you know, and, and that never works. You know that. Yeah. Um, but, but my life at the time on that, you know, in that November of 2016 was just in a in a very dark place and it was in a whirlwind and I just, 
I fell on my knees and I said, I can't do this anymore and, and, and prayed and prayed and prayed. And then I opened up the Bible and it opened up to Romans 7, where Paul's talking about, I want to do the right thing and I can't because the sin in me. And, and so mm -hmm. I, I read that and then I flipped a little later in the New Testament to 1 John and 1 John 1, 5, where, where Paul's talking or John's talking about, you know, God is light. There is no darkness in him. And if we claim to have fellowship with him, we cannot continue to walk in the darkness. And those two verses that morning, I went, I have to change my life because that's what I was doing. I claimed to have fellowship, but I wasn't walking. Yeah. And so that that's that was the, the game changers for me was that morning when I read those verses because I went, my life has got to change and I've got to start following what God wants me to do. And, you know, that then when, you know, when you actually listen to what he says to, and you do it, like what I said, you know, when I got that prompt to finish the book, it's amazing what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's, that, you know. it's that freedom that you yeah. finally yeah. get to have. And yeah. I know that um, one of the things for some people, especially as individuals are growing in Christ, there is this battle. You're still battling with the flesh and your old yep. way of thinking and yep. all of that. And I know yeah, I, I, that's, that's <laughs> Roman seven. That's yeah. and, and he's talking about the law and he says, he yeah. says that he wants to do right, but he can't because the sinful nature in him and he tries to do the right things, but he can't. And he doesn't understand why until he figures out that it's a sinful nature. And even John and first John five talks a little bit about it. Cause he says, if we claim not to have sin, then we call Jesus and God a liar. And so, you know, looking at all that, you know, you, you know, we are still sinful. And, and I always tell people as you, as you grow in Christ and, and you start to become more Christ-like, you still have sin in you, but you sin less. And so that's what, that's what I've learned along my ways because my temper sometimes will still show, but it shows less. And, and I can tell when it's happening and I know how to stop it now or before because I didn't have the counseling and the mentorship that I had, you know, I would just, it would just, and it would be like a volcano yeah. um and and now it's it's not like that you know so it's a it's a process and that's the yep. part that a lot of people forget is there is a process that you have to go through in this thing you're doing yep. as far as change in yep. in jesus christ it's a yep. you got to build your relationship like anything yep. else that you have to do when you're connecting well, with someone Yes. And I, and I, and, and in the book, I talk about the use of the crucifixion. Um, you know, when, when, you know, I think there's a lesson in the, in the, in Jesus being on that cross, cause that's a slow, painful death. Yeah. And I think that that was an example to us that our old self is going to be slow to leave us. And it's going to be a little bit painful because we have to examine ourselves, and that's where the pain comes in. And, and, you know, when I, when I came up with that analogy, I just, I love it because it's, it's such a depiction of what we go through, you know, and you hear one or 2% of people that when they accept Christ, their life just immediately changes. I, you know, and I believe that, but not for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that that happens, especially when you've had a lot of traumatic, you know, trauma in your life and that type of stuff. Cause you have a lot to work through. You have a lot of forgiveness that you have to work through. Cause that, that when, when you've been traumatized, forgiveness is the tough part because it's, you know, people think that you're releasing the, the act against you and it's not, you're releasing the control of it, you know, because you can't forgive, you, you know, you can't, you can't release what happened, but you can release the power. And, the, and that's right. what forgiveness does. So, yeah. And I, because I'm a counselor as well, I let women mm -hmm. know because I know there are people that say, you know, you should forgive and forget. But I'm like, I, I don't I mm -hmm. don't recommend that people forget what they yeah. went through. Right. Um, one, because it's it serves as a testimony for other people and letting right. them know 
yeah, um, this was hard and I forgave them and I choose mm-hmm. to forgive them each and every day. Right. Right. I'm not allowing them to keep me in bondage, basically. Right. And and there's a there's a I think it's in one of the it's either first or second chronicles that Paul talks about just that. He says that we go through pain and suffering to help, to help comfort those who are going through similar circumstances. And just like Jesus did. I mean, that's what he was. He was the great comforter. And and to be like Christ, we have to comfort people and we have to love on them. And, and, and so I think we go through some of the things we do to be able to help people down the road. And certainly in my life, and I talk about that quite a bit in the book is, is, is that's, you know, and you know, it's, it's going to be amazing to see how many lives this book touches. So yeah. What what was what is your goal or your vision for this book as far as how it's going to help people? You know, it's it's you know people ask me that a lot, and and my biggest answer is you know if it brings one person to Christ, then it then it was worth everything. You know, because if I save one person, yeah, and you know obviously I'd love it, I'd love to save more, but you know this book goes worldwide on next Tuesday on on the ebook platforms, and and there's some people that I won't even know that it it has impact and. You know, that's what I, you know, I've, I've kind of started, you know, if your readers read my book and they're, and they have, and they're touched by it and they have a testimony from it, go to my website and submit that testimony because I'd love to hear it. Um, you know, and, and, and that's, that's going to be the reward, you know, it's going to be, that's going to be the joyful of it, you know, to be able to see that. Um, but there's some people I'll touch and I won't even know. So, yeah. I'm, and I'm not sure if I asked you this or if you've mentioned mm-hmm. it, but what was your least favorite part about writing this book? Well, I told you it was about the trauma that I caused other people. Yeah. Um, because I had to juggle that and not try to open up. I didn't want to reopen the wounds. I just wanted to let the reader know that I met, and I use the term transgression. And one time I use a very deep transgression because without giving details of what happened. Now, if you, if somebody reads the book that knows about that situation in that time in my life, they're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but again, I just didn't want to open up wounds. And that was the tough part. So, yeah. And that usually is because you you don't want to you know, make it any, any more difficult for those individuals no. that that did whatever they did as well. Because right. they may be, you know, trying to redeem themselves as well. But at the right. same time, the truth really has to come out some kind of way in hopes that, you know, healing for both of you mm-hmm. takes place. Well, and, and, and that's true. And, and, and I was going to say, following that up is what I hope is that they see the difference, the different John Jarman, because right. I'm not the same guy I was back then. And, and because of where my relationship is with God. And so I'm, I'm a completely different person. Um, that's not condoning anything I did. It's just, that's the way God works. And, yeah. you know, my path is, is, is a lot different now. So what do you think the, the, basis or the foundation is in building a relationship with god i think it's self-examination you have to look at yourself and you then you have to start forgiving yourself and you have to start accepting who you and you have to start understanding who you are in christ and and the the victory's already been won for us um but if you don't have that self-examination I don't think you can get anywhere. Um, it's it's just going to be tough. You're gonna you're gonna just keep falling into the same patterns you used to do, and it's going to be tough. And that's why I always suggest that if you're a young Christian, find somebody who's who's more mature than you and ask them to mentor you. You know, ask them to teach you how to read the Bible and to pray and to what to look for, and 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 then you have somebody that can hold you accountable as well. And I had a really awesome mentor, and he's he still works with me, and you know, it's 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 a lifelong relationship now. So. Yeah. 
And that part about having an accountability partner is definitely, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. important because you well, we know, have- a lot of people figure they figure, you know, if they if they try to do this on their own, that's why I don't really go along with the the self-help books that are out mm-hmm. there. You can't do things on your own. You can't right. do self because if you well, could, you wouldn't be where you are now. Correct. And and it and it says biblically that we weren't meant to go through this by ourselves. We're right. part of the we're part of the vine. Okay. And a vine has many parts to it. And so we're part of that. And and you know, the greatest commission is we're to love our neighbor and we're to go to make disciples. Um and, and that's what we're called to do as Christians. And so, you know, you, you have to as as you mature, you know, you start looking for those younger Christians that you can help make take the walk so they don't have to go through what you did, you know, and you they can learn from your mistakes. So Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. What suggestions could you offer someone who is on the fence about writing their story because you know, the fear of someone finding out or family members reading it and, and all of the things, what what suggestions can you offer to those people? You know, the first thing I would say is is pray, pray on it, let God lead you because he's going to help you write the book then. And, and you know, it's, it's you know, talk to the people that, are, that you know, if there's something that, that's super big in there, talk to the people that are involved about it so that they understand what you're going to write. Let them read it before you, you know, you publish it so that they're okay with it. Um, you know, because they have to be okay with it too, you know, and, and that's, that's the big thing. Um, and then find an editor to help you when you're ready to, you know, do put the final touches on it because there's, there's some, so much that I learned, um, about this because, you know, in a nonfiction book in the literary business, they want the chapters to almost be the same length as far as word count. I didn't know that I had to take one of my chapters and divide it into three. <laughs> so, you know, and, and then I had to create another chapter. And so it's just, it, it there's a lot to understand about it and, and the, having the editor, you know, Arlen and her team just did a fantastic job for me. So, yeah. Do you have any other upcoming projects to follow you, your book? You know, I've, I've kind of, I've, I have an idea about, so I have uh, a, a scripture verse tattooed on my arm and it's Exodus twenty twenty, And, and it says, do, do not be afraid. God has come to test you um, to, to keep the, so that the fear of God will be in you to keep you from sinning. And so when I read that verse, uh, when I was in seminary school, the, the, the address stuck in my mind. And, you mm-hmm. know, when you go to an eye doctor, clear visions, twenty twenty. So that's the verse, first Bible verse that has that address. And to me, that speaks the clear vision of God. He wants us to know that the, we will have tests and it's to keep the reverent fear so that we we want to behave. And and so that's what we're supposed to do. And so I and then I did a study through the Bible of all the Bible verses with 2020. And so the, that's kind of what I've been working on is formulating that. And, and um, I'm going to just talk about that Bible study and, and what those verses mean in the Christian walk. Um, but that's going to be a few years away because. I'm so busy with trying to get this thing going. Yeah. And, you know, there was there was a time I had to take some time off work because I tested for COVID like everybody did. But um, (laughs) and so so I started outlining the book and I started doing some work because I had nothing else to do. (laughs) So, you know, the outlines there, I just, you know, and and the time, you know, when God tells me to finish the book, I'll finish the book. So, yeah. And I really hope that you're able to get back into school as well. Eight hours. That's like. That's oh, I know. Like it's, right it's just, at the finish line. <laughs> yep, it's right at the finish line. And 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 the good thing is the assistant pastor at my church is 
one of the admission people at the school and then the, the president of the university goes to the church. So it's going to be, you know, I'll get there and, and it'll probably be next year. But, you know, I, def- I definitely want to complete that because my goal was when I went to seminary was just to get a deeper understanding of the text yeah. and and to, to understand the word of the uh, the scripture a lot better. And so, you know, and, and it helped me. It helped me write the book because I did I did accomplish that and I want to continue to grow in that. So, yeah. I, and, and I'm not suggesting everybody needs to go to seminary, but, oh, no. you know, it, it definitely helped me. So. <laughs> Yeah, so. it just gives you um, a more deeper um, knowledge about God's yeah. word and everything yeah. so that you can be even more yeah. effective in the kingdom of God. That's right. Essentially. That's right. So, yeah. so John, um, are, do you have any last words for our listening audience that can keep them on the straight and narrow path? You know, what I tell them is that no matter how dark your life looks or how bad it looks is, is you know, open up your heart to God and, and let him in and listen and listen to him. And, and when I say listen to him, you know, in your prayer time, you know, it's a relationship. So it has to be two way street. He's got to talk to you. And, you know, people go, how do you hear God's voice? Well, just sit and listen and pray and listen. And, and all of a sudden you're going to have a thought or two that you didn't know. And yeah. that's God's voice. And sometimes I hear it. Sometimes I don't. There's mornings I and one of the things I do in my prayer time is I ask God what he wants me to pray about. And so sometimes I hear things. Sometimes I don't. And I'll sit there and quiet and, and listen for that. And so, um, you know, and if, if you have, you know, if you have some unforgiveness or bitterness or, or that type help some find somebody that can help you get rid of it whether it's a professional counselor spiritual counselor because until you get rid of that it's it's a tough you know it's tough to hear god and to see god so yeah that's that's what i would say is is, is encourage that you know encourage them to go get help because we're not meant to do this by ourselves whether and again it can be professional counseling or spiritual counseling or both that's what i did i had both so i was blessed so god put the right people in my life absolutely how can uh, people purchase your book by the way um they can they can go on my website brokenandredeemed.com um it'll actually launch on all ebook platforms like kindles um it'll it'll launch next tuesday um so it'll be live on on the ebook platforms and then you can actually go to amazon barnes and noble all the major bookstores and and pre-order it for the august 16th release and that's when it'll be in bookstores this August. And that's that's the official publication date of the book. But you can, like I said, you can order it off from me or on ebooks starting next week. So, awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to yeah. grab my copy of the book on next week and make sure that your information is on the show notes for this interview today. John, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on Wove Inspiration and for sharing your words of wisdom. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You guys, this is Althea with Wove Inspiration Podcast. You guys have an awesome day. Take care. God bless. Hey, this is Althea, host and producer of Wove Inspiration Podcast. Wove Inspiration features women and the men who love them, who use their voice to share their stories of overcoming obstacles in life. Everyone has a story. Some good, some not so good. The common factors for guests on Wove Inspiration are their solutions and their victorious endings. You can follow us and leave a comment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Wove Inspiration. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you listen to podcasts.